This episode of Lakers Venice is sponsored by The Scar on My Cheek because the OG didn't lift his foot up high enough on the curb and face planted on the sidewalk. <laughs> Lakers OGs coming up short on dunks. Take note. <laughs> Ooh wee. Lakers Venice, what up? If you didn't know, now you know that A, thank goodness, Mr. Davis is back tonight. We're going to keep a level head about that because B, we're continuing our fix-it series, you might call it, with regards to the Lakers situation. Because regardless of the many musings about the ups and downs of the team, May we please share a moment of silence for the former French and Utah Jazz superstar center, Rudy Gobert. Thank you. (laughs) Because in the song Crazy by Snoop Dogg, he warns, If you think you're going to come to California without getting banged on, You are wrong. Russell Westbrook is uh, having a special moment for reasons we'll get to in the much-anticipated episode to get our observations of uh, the little homie from Long Beach. But the dunk of the decade that Mr. Westbrook French-fried Rudy Gobert with (laughs) might make that poor fella retire but most importantly oh yes that is how California rolls ooh wee (laughs) (laughs) and did you see LeBron on that play he didn't know whether to call the paramedics or to go to confession (laughs) thank you Mr. Westbrook oh yeah that's how we do But number two in importance today is to provide an insider's truth about the NBA. And that is that the season doesn't really begin until the All-Star break, which is next month in Cleveland. But before that, really all you're figuring out is who are the worst teams in the league. Now, the Lakers with a record of about 50-50, Eh, you know, (laughs) we halfway there and halfway not. So keep the faith, Lakers family. Though the fellas do have quite a challenge ahead. You know, uh, years ago, Mr. James said that the challenge of his third championship was his greatest feat or made him the greatest ever. We'll leave that alone, but... As the old folks say, Mr. James, you just keep on living. (laughs) Let's see you pull this one off. But love what he is doing. That is incredible. All you can say is uh, you're up there. 
But that same challenge goes to Mr. Westbrook as well, whom opened the season suggesting that uh, he had nothing to prove. (laughs) Once again, uh, you just keep on living. Coming home can be rough sometimes. (laughs) Thank goodness it's California. But for both, and for the entire team, I think the perspective of my choice for the greatest football player of all time, Mr. Jerry Rice, would be helpful. Mr. Rice famously suggested that he approached every game as if he was still trying to make the team as a rookie. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is called strategic career brilliance. Keeps you engaged with the dirty work. You know what I mean? And finally, number three, I guess, of... uh, If you didn't know, now you know that since the beginning of time, kids have served a valuable purpose, functional purpose for mankind. Work, extra hands, (laughs) put in on this. And kids have those bodies that bounce off of stuff, like the ground. (laughs) That's useful. Because I don't know if people age like fine wine. But I am thinking that fine wine gets better with age. Did we mention that Mr. James is a wine connoisseur? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the suggestion of activating the kid from Akron in our last episode was about tapping into the purposes of youth, where there is always something to prove. Mr. James got to pick his team, it seems, this year. Yet in his accounting, he failed to observe the proper calculation and the discipline of backonomics. For all the advantages of experience for the veteran players comes the law of diminishing returns for their back. (laughs) And some of those diminishing returns can amount to the appearance of on-court elder abuse. We, LeBron's new shoes, by the way, are called Watch the Throne. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Because the opponents, young stars, have been uh, feeling real good, as Derek Fisher refers to the former show Martin. Uh, Jerome's in the house, and he's feeling good when those kids come into Crypto.com Center or Arena. I heard they uh, are big on it being said in its full glory. The Crypto.com Arena. Your advertising is welcome here. (laughs) But we'll get to our young fellas here in a moment. But all of this talk of thrones and elders and french fries makes me want to get some ice cream in venice plus it's uh warming up around here so come through but since we're talking about the elders even though i go by og for the show 
I'm the young OG of the OGs out here at the beach. And please understand that the old folks in Venice and coming through Venice are the stars of the show. <laughs> Hands down. All the old folks come here and have a great time. But it's those old folks that appreciate how young folks help old folks feel young. And know that Venice is where you come do your slow walking OG thing and smile and absorb all the young folks doing life-threatening exercises <laughs> like skateboarding. Oh no. So while the young G's risk their life and make life look difficult and fun, here is a quick fave three for the OG's. Because if you tell grandma to get in the car for a little scenery, coffee, and ice cream with the kids, <laughs> that's like telling the kids we're going to Disneyland. But as with the kids, also make sure to keep an eye on the nearest bathroom. Because you know how we OGs do. Guilty as charged. <laughs> so number one of our OG fave three if you remember that milkshake from Pulp Fiction, well, you can find that milkshake at the window across from the tennis courts. And no, it's not just some random window. That's the name of the joint. A uh, little side operation of American Beauty uh, award-winning restaurant on Rose. But palms to the sky, just get the damn milkshake. <laughs> everything they have to eat goes well with it but get grandma the milkshake and get some sunglasses from Johnny right next door while you're at it you're welcome <laughs> now number two of our OG fave three we're just gonna talk about coffee for a moment cause that's a thing and as far as coffee goes at the beach, there is no real ruler or throne to be had. Just an embarrassment of riches. You got Minotti's, uh, the famous joint by the Venice sign. Awesome stuff. Line in the morning right next to Teddy's Tacos. Cafe Venezia now has the world famous Ely coffee. Uh, not now, but they always have. And... I'll tell you that the Italian visitors coming through from the original Venice, when they see that Ely sign in the window on Brooks and the boardwalk, <laughs> all their ch plans change for the day. It's like, uh, oh, well, I guess it's time for an espresso, and we'll see you about sunset for another. If we don't happen to stop in between, I've seen it happen. Good stuff. But, of course, the cow's end is... An ideal spot for a slamming cup of joe. You got Cafe Collage, good stuff, right underneath the Venice sign. And the easiest grounds central, of course, is Groundworks on Westminster. And if Grandma is down for the pedicab ride, then there's equal number of options over on uh, Abbey Kenny Boulevard as well. We'll do coffee on Abbey Kinney on a separate day. Some great stuff over there. But with all of that, we'll keep it simple for number three and just point out 
the three spots where you can go and compare for a couple scoops of ice cream and waffle cone and all that type good stuff. You got the uh, Cold Stone Creamery, of course, the franchise over on Washington. That being conveniently right next door to the Cow's End. So that makes for an easy trip right there by the Venice Pier. And then you have Ben and Jerry's in the middle of the boardwalk, which is a great option because they have the uh, little rainbow cow out front. So you can take a picture with Grandma and the kids at Ben and Jerry's on the boardwalk. And then finally, you've got Thrifty Ice Cream and the only vendor of uh, California's famous Thrifty Ice Cream also at Cafe Venetia where you find the Ely Coffee and a really great patio for the elders to be able to sit down, sit down and keep cool. And we should say that we would love if you took some pictures with the family out at the beach and tagged Lakers Venice in your Instagram. Because you know that young folks spending time with the elders is a good thing. And, as it were, it's exactly what the Lakers need to do as well. Because the basketball babies on the Lakers bench may be more in the spotlight in T-minus... Well, the T minus nothing because it's already a little bit late, but maybe right on time. Mr. V is doing his best to figure out the right order with a overhauled team and critical players in and out of the lineup for this and that reasonable reason. But the annoying quote after losses has consistently been about effort or didn't play hard enough, which I'm sure the majority of the worldwide workforce would love to give a quote or two about that (laughs) versus the size of their paychecks. The uh, all-quote episode is forthcoming. That should be good. But coaches have solved this problem very easily throughout basketball history with the use of a very simple tool called a chair. (laughs) And the player can sit on the chair or stand on the chair and wave a towel to support their teammates. I mean, the player can fold the chair up and sit Indian style on the floor if they like. I mean, the player can even play with the chair as if It's a brand new set of Legos. But said player can go over there and fiddle with the chair and will call upon you if you're needed. We'll call it the chair of inspiration. It's funny what happens when players get to fiddle around with that chair. Now, Some of this effort can be attributed to old legs trying to keep up with young legs because Mr. James tends to trust and lean upon old legs over young legs historically. And because of that, perhaps now we are all understanding the discipline and underpinnings of backonomics. (laughs) And it seems that since the beginning of time, 
mankind has gotten it right when we say, hey, kid, go get the luggage. (laughs) And if the bag is too heavy, you go and show them how it's done. Because the kid needs to build muscle. And your old ass needs to get out of the way for the good of the group. This is wise balance and equilibrium within Bacchanomics. But very, very fortunately for the Lakers, we have some good kids. Because the Lakers' unparalleled scouting and because L.A. is just L.A. like that. Who don't want to be a million-dollar baller in Los Angeles? So first of the babies, we have Taylor Horton Boom Boom Tucker. He's the oldest of the Laker babies in Laker years, having been drafted by the Lakers and contributing in a valuable way to the 2020 championship. Now, Boom Boom has been reasonably inconsistent with mild injuries and COVID interrupting his flow. But when flowing, he looks like a player on the upper end of regret to lose when flowing. A couple of names I might compare would be uh, Thomas Bryant or Jordan Clarkson, for those who know. Both having gone on to flourish, and you do not have to question their effort. As with Boom Boom, humble, assertive, and a unique player. Now the next Laker baby is Stanley Johnson, Mr. Stanley Johnson of modern-day high school. And he is not only the number one energy bug on the team of late, but he's also a top-ten pick in the NBA. Good fortune brought him to the Lakers. Great story. Really great kid. And it is generally a good idea to lean into good fortune. And still yet, the number one name in good fortune for the Lakers is the silky smooth 22-year-old Mr. Malik Monk, whom they they call uh, the microwave. And Lakers Venice calls the Monk of Funk because his effect on the game is like that of a bass player in the band. He's got that look too. But with that hard, smooth pluck that gives the song that thing and that swing and has very much proven to be a great compliment to the lead singers, Mr. James and Mr. Davis and even Mr. Westbrook. And you still yet have the person number one in effort for the Laker babies for the first half of the season. And that goes to Mr. Austin Reeves, who we've spoken about who may be hitting his uh, rookie wall at the moment, which I think generally tends to balance out after the all-star break week off or so. But the kid plays so hard, you wish that every bucket that he shot went in just because he deserves it for all the effort. No problem with effort. And actually to explain his potential value um, that I've been holding on to, I'll finally unveil 
the on-court comparison that I have for Mr. Reeves, which is a hefty comparison. But Mr. Reeves reminds me of the former Laker nemesis, Manu Ginobili, a championship player. He's crafty and he hustles like that. But across the board of the Lakers babies, effort is not a problem. And I've seen enough mistakes from the Laker OGs that I'd rather see the kids make those same mistakes and learn quicker. Life comes at you quick for both young and old. And the Lakers are at a moment that it's like that for both sides involved. One minute you're a veteran on the most experienced and star-studded team on a magic carpet ride to a championship. (laughs) And the next, you're a mentor to some kid who's starting in your place. Ooh-wee. Uh-huh. Because if you ask the OG, this great story has been seeking a sacrificial plot twist from the jump. I mean, they all talked about it. And the team has these big swings in the score, I believe, because the pieces are there. They're just not in the right order. And the great, great story that is available is a timeless story where perhaps some of these veterans say, put the kid in and let me have his back if he fails. And that sounds like the right order. Mr. James has never been big on the kids on his team, but this Fab Four, we'll call it, and as the kids say, they're a little different. And as we say here at Lakers Venice, feed the babies, y'all, and let the OGs carry the heavy bag when the kids need some help. It's been that way since the beginning of time. And the more things change, the more you better figure it out. (laughs) And you know how we close. Respect and honor to all the artists and the OGs, and the young Gs that make Venice Venice. And when in Venice, please pick up your litter, dispose of it properly, and whatever you do, show your love. But we also add that tomorrow, January 26th, is a difficult day for Lakers family. We all know why. And if you need, a community is always available to um, share together here uh, in that great loss. So come through. You know how we do. In all respect and love and honor out to the Bryant family from all of Lakers family. Ooh-wee. <laughs>